Hello everyone. Welcome to season two of Soul Sessions. I know it has been a while, but I promised you all that this podcast would be executed intentionally and treated with the utmost care. I took some time away to live some life and critically think about how I wanted to represent this podcast to you all. That said, we have a special edition. Meet my new co-host, friend, and frequent guest of the first season who you all loved, Janasia Smith. Janasia has uh, impacted my life in more ways than she knows, and I couldn't think of a better co-host to share this journey with and to speak about the things that, you know, Soul Sessions is meant to discover and explore and and really dig deep into. Um, and so... This season of Soul Sessions will go even deeper into the conversations we started last season and, of course, expand into new topics with regard to the things coming to light. Um, Again, welcome to season two, and let's get started with this first episode. To begin this first episode, of course, I'm going to keep doing the Ray of Sunshines, but I'm going to cheat this week. I'm going to make Janasia the Ray of Sunshine. Um, Janasia is now a New Orleans based a New Orleans based hairstylist. Um, she is a bomb ass creative. Her creativity does not just stop at hair. Um, her mind, the way she explores herself, and the way she expresses herself, and the way she is able to allow herself to do some very intentional emotional work. Um, I'm super excited for y'all to experience her and get to know her the way I've been able to in such a short amount of time. So without further ado, let's step into this first episode, and I hope you enjoy. Peace. Okay, so you want to talk about friendships today? Yes. Um, I think that we should start with our friendship. Okay. Tell people how we met and then how you knew that we would be friends or how we knew that we were friends. Cause I think that our friendship was one of those like rare instant connections. But I also think that our friendship came at a time after we'd done the work. Right. Right. So we were able to make that call. So how did we meet? We met. Well, first off I reached out to you to do the, um, sunny butter for an event that I, that I did. Yes. yes. I forgot about that. Yes. And then it was just kind of like, I, did you mention that you were going to book an appointment then? Yeah, I think. No, I didn't. Remember, okay, it's all coming back to me now. So, yes, you reached out to me for the event. And then things ended up happening to where I couldn't do the event. Mm-hmm. But then I needed an emergency hair appointment. And you were like. Oh, COVID. Sorry, sis. Yeah. But you'll be the first to know yes. when I reopen. Yes. Because yes, you had yes, just yes, closed yes. the shop down. I, yep, I remember that. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to need her then. But then it was like, you know what? No, like I'll book an appointment. So then when you sent the text out, I was like, okay. And yeah. I had kind of been watching your work. So I sit, I get there, I sit in the chair, and you're like, I think what made me happy in terms of being my hairstylist was the fact that you were so excited to do my hair. Mm-hmm. And that was new for me because like I, I hadn't been to the beauty shop since I was like six. Right, right. So you did a bomb ass job on my hair, but we talked a yes. lot. Yes. Because that day there was nobody else in the salon. Right. And so we were able to really just it was almost just like one on one time. Yeah. And it didn't feel it it just ended up not feeling like an appointment after a certain time. Yeah. Like where we really just, we were listening to um, Cleo Soul radio, the Spotify radio, which the Spotify radio is so much better than the Pandora radio because it doesn't loop. Like it doesn't play. Like I feel like it's it's a ton of stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And so we just kind of like vibed out on Cleo Soul and just had all of these just like super relevant conversations to like what was going on at the time. just what it felt like to be a black woman at that time. Just yeah. all of these different, like, yeah, it, isms of, like, black womanhood that we just kind of connected on. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a super dope, like, yeah. appointment. But you know what's crazy? First of all, I can't believe that that was less than a year ago. Right. Because um, so, so much in our individual lives have changed right. since we became friends. Right. And... 
I remember where I was mentally and emotionally. Like at that time, I felt like I was in a space of convincing myself that I was okay when I wasn't, but also constantly telling myself that I was behind, but I wasn't. And I just remember leaving that appointment feeling like I'm not by myself. Like the way you talked about black womanhood for you was so relevant because you're a couple years older than me. So there was such a, an, like an affirming perspective in that nobody ever figures this shit out. Right. (laughs) And I think that, but I do think that when we talk about black women friendships, there's this level of competition where we never really get to that point of assuring each other, like, Hey, you think I have it all together and I might in some instances that may inspire you. Right. But let's sit down and have a conversation about what's actually going on with us. And it not being a like I have these friends, but it's more of me trying to one up the people around me. Yeah. Versus really just continuing to act, like intentionally be there for the people that I call my friends. Yeah. And so that was like a really big thing for me because then I knew first of all when it comes to your age, like that was never really, like, a point for me. Right. Like, there are times whenever I have um, clients that are happen to be around your age, and they're just not in a space in their lives where I can just be like, yeah, you could definitely be my friend. Right. It's more of, like, big cousin, little cousin type deal. Yeah. It's not necessarily, yeah. like, a, yeah. you know, connect. It's just, this is somebody that, and we're just in two separate places. But I think that, like, with you and I, it it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. And I think that whenever I look look at adult friendships, um, there's always, you're always going to have those friends that are, that there's, like, a huge age gap. Yeah. And I think that as you get older, that age gap tends to not really matter anymore. Yes. Versus when you're younger, where it's just like, you're how old, you know? You in a completely different space. Yeah. Like, at 26... Being friends with a 20-year-old, it's like, oh, I don't, exactly. I don't know now. But I totally get what you mean. What do you, what what would you say got you to this point in terms of building your, your friendships? Or, like, how did you get to a space where you were, like, trusting yourself and comfortable with saying, I would like this person to be my friend, and you knew that it was a solid decision? Um, I think that, for me, friendship has always been a little weird just because I grew up military. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of grow up not really getting close to a lot of people because they're going to end up leaving anyway. Yeah. And especially back then, um, when I was growing up, of course, there was no, like, ways of consistent communication. Yeah. It was very much like, okay, I'll get your email address or I'll, you know, whatever, whatever was, write, write, I'll write you a letter. Yeah. And um, there just wasn't, like, okay, like, Instagram and Facebook and all these different things. So people would just leave and you just would never see them again. And then, you know, that was it. And then I, my mom, we stayed a whole lot longer than everybody else. So it was a like a revolving door of friends. Yeah. And so I just grew up just not really getting close to people. And even in, like, when I got to college, it was very much like people just trying to get close. And it, there was just a wall mm. of just like, okay, we've reached the end of how far this can go yeah i had my best friend that i've been best friends with since i was 15 and in a way it was like this is all i need like i don't really need a whole lot of friends yes it wasn't until i got to cosmetology school and you're around women all day long yes (laughs) i was in cosmetology school and for the first part of cosmetology school i was working at sally's okay and because of the fact that I was working at Sally's, like, I would go days without even seeing a man. Like, the only men that I would see would be the men that worked at the school. Yeah. And the director, and, you know, which was, I can count literally on my hands how many men worked there, like, on one hand that would be in the building. Yeah. And so I would go for, that was, like, the year of 2014, like, Sis ain't have sex, no nothing. Like, I, I, I mean, I was having conversations on yeah. the phone and texting, but I had just moved to South Carolina, and I moved to South Carolina to go to cosmetology school. Oh, okay. So I didn't have, like, a group of friends or anything, like, to mm-hmm. be, like, out and about or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't hang out. Like, I was so focused on school yeah. and making sure that I could get done on time. I didn't see men. And so it's just feminine energy so all the time. Mm-hmm. And so... You have no choice but to, like, that's what made me fall in love with women. 
Yeah. Is just to be like, oh, like we all in here. Now, did it get catty? Did it get, of course it did. Like, you know, not everybody is being intentional about the energy that they bring to the table, but like that is what being around women all the time is when I was like, okay, like sisterhood is possible. Seeing people get close. Then within a year, when you have a ton of women who are between the ages of, you know, 18 and whatever. Yeah. And within a year's time as a woman, in different women, you see different things happen. You see people get married. You see people get divorced. You see people have kids. You see people lose kids. You see people, you know, like so many things happen. And what does it look like for you to be there in each of those situations? Yeah. You know, and so... I just, and at that point, as the time got closer for me to leave school, there were a lot of girls who were coming in that were way younger than me because um, they were graduating high school. Okay. And it was kind of like following into like that next. And so I just had all these girls who were just like, Janasia, like, you know, can we go out for dinner? Can we do this? Can we do that? And it was like, this is more of like a, like big sister thing that I'm not really... And so it just, that was, that, that's where I was like, okay, I'm going to build on this. Yeah. That's interesting. I think even though our phases or our, our, the, the steps that it took for us to get to this point look different, mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear that there was like a transition period. Because yeah. it was the same for me. Like I was very much that ignorant person, like, Oh, I don't have female friends. Mm-hmm. I have male friends. Cause like very much so the script yeah. thinking that that makes you an exception in a man's eyes. Right. But also, you know, that's also rooted in categorizing all women in this one big pot based on your experiences. Mm-hmm. And once I started healing my relationship with my mom and myself, that's when my friendship started to improve mm-hmm. because I would always find myself in these friendships that was very much so like, Big fish, little fish competition. Either I was being bullied slash sunned a little bit, mm-hmm. or I would attract friendships that I where I only felt tangibly useful. Right. So like if you need a ride or you know, you need a place to stay, or you that's what my friendships looked like. So then I would then resent them right. because my life would continue to be on the up and up, but they would still need me in the ways that they needed me in the first place. The first place yeah. And so then I would resent them and then we would fall out because then they're like, okay, when did everything change? Right. Right. And that's where, you know, people talk about being equally yoked in your romantic relationships, but they don't talk about that in your friendships either. Yeah, It's so important. Yeah. You know, if you have things that you want to do I mean, yeah, networking networking is, is important, but it's also important to surround yourself with people who are either doing similar things or have similar goals or right. at least can add to you. Right. But it's also important to be a person who can add to the pot as well. Exactly. Um, so, you know, being in the in the women friend groups that I'm in now where, you know, it's not based on like, oh, they're my friends because everybody is successful. Right. It's these people, these women are my friends because like the connection is so solid right. that if, if one of them lost their jobs tomorrow, we, we are community. Right. We're in that. I don't even think it's friends. I think it's a community. It is. It's very much tribe building that we're yeah. doing right now. Yes. Yeah. So like I say that all the time, I don't have friends. Like I have a tribe. Right. And so it's. It's scary to think about how I was so willing to cut myself short Mm. or sell myself short and deny myself these friendships because I thought they weren't necessary. Right. I really did. I thought friendship was optional. Right. And I I mean, I've definitely been there in just seasons where I, like I I had a season where I moved with my grandparents. Yeah. And in that season, like I was always the youngest person by like, 40 like decades yeah because that's what my grandparents in like their circle of people yep and they live in the country and so i was always just like okay being there and just being by myself for like i think i was there for like three the summertime three months yeah and i i got used to just not having friends Mm. and when i got back around people i was like oh no 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 i wasn't built for that like that's when you realize like 
you weren't built for that. Yeah. Like, you thought that you were kind of, like, built for that. Yeah. Like, granted, I still wasn't, like, hey, like, I'm willing to make female for It was very much, like... Okay, I can kind of do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of need guess. friends. Yeah, I guess yep. I need friends like to yeah. not feel alone. Like if mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, no, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you think that friendship requires more vulnerability than romantic relationships? I think that. I think that we we don't give friendship the credit it deserves as far as what friendship requires in the first place. Okay. Like, we just don't see, we don't hold the significant, like, friendship doesn't hold the significance. The conversations, like, the way that people love to talk about relationships and romantic anything. Yes. Like, I feel like, why don't we give friendships the same amount of effort? Because if we give friendships the same amount of effort, then we'll be honest with ourselves about how important the people in our lives really are that we're not romantically involved with. Yes. Because it's sometimes it to me in certain circumstances it's too okay the way that people just drop people off and never talk to them again okay. over stupid stuff. Okay, something that could something, be a conversation. Yeah, something that could be a conversation versus in a relationship where you your all of your peace has been violated. Yeah, in whatever it is that this person has taken you through. Yeah, and you went back, but several times. Yes. Yeah. But your friend did what to you one time and you just never. Now, granted, of course, we all have those situations where it's like, okay, this girl been talking about me for years. I'm not talking about situations like that. Yeah. I'm talking about if there was like one or two complete disagreements, complete, you know, miscommunications. And you decided that you just do not want to be friends with this person anymore. But in your relationship, you went back three times. And you allowed miscommunication, violation of peace, space, time, energy, all these things. Because, I mean, vulner- complete vulnerability, right? I've done that. Yeah. And it, But it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like I'm choosing him over you. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where, like, my brain had completely separated mm-hmm. those two types of relationships. Right. And I saw someone tweet about it not too long ago where they were, you know, someone responded to that that same thought process and was saying, yeah, but at the same time, I have to be honest in that I hold my friends to a higher regard than my, than my nigga. And it was like, no, that's true. Wow. Because same. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's fair. Life is not fair. But when I think about how I would pour into my friendships, like I would cancel a date. Right. For my friends. Right. Like if one of y'all needed me. Right. I'd be like, honey, we're going to have to reschedule. Yeah, absolutely. So that pain hits a little harder than, and, and I mean, maybe that's not a good thing that we expect so much less from men and women have to do, have to be on, in tip top shape in order to be kept. Yeah. But at the same time too, though, when I think about the, the times I've shared with y'all right. or like the conversations, the things that we know about each other, right. we, uh, it, it 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 goes beyond pillow talk. Right, right. It does. You because know? then it's like I'm 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 opening myself up because then you connect you can connect with me and understand where I'm coming from on so many other levels versus if I'm telling my partner about a past experience. But and I'm also while I'm doing that, I'm arming you with things that you could kill me with. Right. And that's because how many women are locked in friendships because the person the other person knows too much. That used to be me. Yeah. That was one of that was a friendship that I, I let go. After I just felt like it was the last straw. Mm-hmm. It's it's something when your friend really tells you how they feel about you mm-hmm. in disagreement. Oh yeah, absolutely. It that hits. That hits because mm-hmm. you be like, that's how you feel. So you felt this. So we we really shouldn't even be having this argument because this isn't new. This is yeah. You we're, felt this way. And we're really having this conversation because it's been built up and you've never said anything about it. Right. Which then, am I really your friend? Right. You know, I've definitely given guys more chances than I've given my friends. But I also, like I said, I know how I regard my friendships. Right. And I also know that I'm a damn good friend. I'm yeah. not perfect. Right. But I'm a damn good friend in that at the very least, I'll always hold space. But then do you think that we have to be real with ourselves about how much we really expect out of our partners 
because you lay next to me at night. Mm-hmm. You are in very personal spaces that other people are in, regardless yes. of us being friends or not. Yes. So, like, you, I mean, if, if it's on a level, you inside of me. Yeah. So, really? Literally, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, I think that, but I think for a lot of us, holding, holding our partners accountable for, may mean that who gonna meet your standards okay what do you what do you mean like are you saying if you hold our, if we do a better job of holding our partners accountable it would take more pressure off the friendships no it if we were to um do a better job at holding our partners more accountable would they be there in the first place mm. Mm. you know what i yeah Short answer, probably not. Probably not. But my grandfather has this saying. My great-grandfather had this saying. He would say, women make men. And, I mean, of course, literally that's true. We birthed them. But when I think about the men in my life, a lot of the things that they do are only because of what the women either allowed or coddled. Right. So I think it's it's like a... a lineage thing where it's just like, oh, boys will be boys. Right. But your girls need to be eyes dotted, T's crossed. And I think it's transcended into friendships versus romantic relationships. Or, you know, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, I think it's sort of spilled over. But then it may spill over also from motherhood. Yeah. Because if you grew up in a house where you had, where it was you and your brother, yeah. And seeing the dynamic of how your mom treated you versus how your mom treated your brother. If you had a mother who, you know, kind of coddled your brother yep. and then you weren't necessarily given the same passes that he was given. Yes. You like all of your passes. You had way less. Yes. Everything was way tighter. Like you had to do way, you know, way more, way like whatever it may be. Um, so that it may come from that too, of just seeing and knowing that. And then I, I um I was having a conversation with my client and I told her, you know how sometimes you're just talking and things just come out and you kind of surprise yourself. Yeah. And I said, um, complaining complaining about men, the amount that we complain about men is cultural. It is. It's very cultural. We bond through it. Yes, it's conversation starters. This is how we can all have a general conversation. If you get a room full of women together, just bring up men and we can sit and talk for hours. Right. Right. And so then, too, if I'm hearing your problems and you're hearing my problems and I'm hearing her problems and I'm hearing her problems and we all walk away thinking these men ain't shit, then, of course, I'm going to come to you and say, yeah, definitely. You my girl. Because we just trauma bonded. We trauma bonded. Trauma bonded. A lot of my friendships in the past before I really did the emotional work to sort through my natural distrust of women Mm -hmm. was through trauma bonding. Absolutely. There's so there are friendships that I'm in today that I am just so entangled in where I'm just like, but we have nothing in con- like us still being here, and then it becomes this thing of like, well, why why aren't we talking? Like, why aren't you communicating with me? And it's like, if I'm being honest, what is what do we have to talk about? What do we have to talk about? Because the the thing that we bonded over, I don't have I'm I'm not bound to that anymore. Mm. So if I'm not bound to that anymore. And that's what we, you know, connected over. When I call you, what are we talking about? And especially yeah. if she has also done the work. Because now we're just sitting there looking at each other like, dang, what, what got us here? One, I don't even know you. Right. Because our you. conversations were based on the same thing. Yeah. That neither one of us even want to talk about anymore. Like, because yeah. sometimes when you get over things, your mind be like, we're over it. But, and then it just like does away with a lot. Yes. Of, because you're not... Like sitting and stewing in the shame of whatever it is that you were dealing with. Right. Right. So now it's like, oh, I barely remember. You know, like, what yeah. was that? You know? So it just depends on how you look at it. But <sighs> because fr- friendship is just so tricky for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's become less tricky because I have great friends. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't know. I guess I really want to understand the the pushback. Like, even in being, like, especially, like, I mean, we only know Black women friendship. So, even thinking about, you know, even the friends that you hold dear to your heart, often wondering, can you have it all? Like, do you have to choose between your friends and your man? Do you have to choose between your friend's career and man? Or, do like, how does friendship fit? And I, I think that I finally found I'm sort of finding it mm-hmm. where like I can be so open and honest with y'all about where I am with my career or with or with my man or mm-hmm. with whatever and then still say I need some time. Okay. Right. I need some I need some time. But also like how what are your characteristics for a friendship? How do you know? Mm-hmm. I think for for me how I know is just I, I'm so intuitive. Yes, you yeah. are. Yeah. And so yeah. I can tell I can tell when a client isn't going to come back. I can tell when a client mm-hmm. is going to be loyal. I can tell when a friendship, like, if I try to build on something, is that going to, is this going to go somewhere? Is yeah. this not going to go somewhere? I think the sad thing for me is being in a career where you are very personal with women. Yeah. And as soon as you touch them, they tell you everything. And so then people want to build friendships and I can already tell like, oh ma'am, that's not, that's not what this that's is. That's not what this is. Where I have these clients where they're like, oh yeah, you might like, you're my girl. Like this is it. And I'm just like, we don't even, this yeah. isn't the connection that you think it is. Yeah. And even in that, like how many women are hanging out with women on just very baseless, like this person connected to you because you make them feel good. And because you make them feel good, now you guys are in this, like, friendship. Janasia. And it's like, I can't tell you how many connections I've been in where it's like, you connected to me without my consent. Exactly. Yeah. And it is a very scary thing to watch because if you are intuitive and if you are present, you can literally see the person doing all the work. Yes. To latch on and call you their friend. And you're like... It for me, it gives me anxiety. Yes, because you expect too much out of this. It's so it, one. It's abusive. Yes, it is. Yeah. Because you just first of all, you experienced me and assumed mm-hmm. that I would want to continue experiencing you. Yeah. So there's a lack of presence there, but then there's also a lack of respect for energy, time, boundaries on both parts, on yes. both sides. Absolutely. Because you don't respect your own to be sure that you're connecting with someone that wants to connect with you. Yes, and then it's just, it's almost like whenever I see people on social media with um, with very well-known personalities, like people, yes. and they're like, you're my best friend in my head. And it's like, oh. you don't even know that person. Yes. Like, you don't know that person. Yes. You know nothing about... You know what they give you. You've never felt their energy before. You've never been in their presence. You've never... And sometimes it's like, even if you have been in their presence, that was very much like, they're at work. Like, yes. what they put in the atmosphere yes. is work. Yes. Like, even 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 on social media, even if they're showing you what they're cooking in their kitchen, even if they're showing you playing, showing them playing with their kids, they're doing that because... I want to stay top of the mind. Alex Wolf, she is like the internet, like, you know, and she talks about that. Yeah. Right? Like top of the mind. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's the manipulative psychology of marketing. Oh my God. And understanding what that is. And so whenever people are just like, oh, that's my bet. Like I listen to, even on podcasts, like I've listened to your podcast. I've done this and girl, I feel so connected to I you. I feel so connected to you. And it's just like, but you you don't know me. And and it would be more respectful to you and me if you took the time to get to know me so exactly. we could make an executive decision together. But then you'd have to do it without the like the assumption of what you think you already know about me. You'd have to yeah. let all of that go. Yeah. And I think about what does friendship look like for people who are well known? Like what does friendship look like for Beyonce? Yeah. You know, and then if this has been your you for the majority of your life, basically, because she yeah. came on the scene when she was like, what, 15? Yes. And so you've been in this for a while. 39 of years People old. just being in your business and thinking that they know you and they don't. And I just, you know, whenever 
she started to back up off the scene and we saw less and less of her. So now when we see her, everybody be like, Beyonce. Yes. You know? Yeah. But yeah. then it's like you run the risk of now your life is so exclusive because then what about the friendship that you, friendships that you would have built had you not been famous? If you had been If you were just Rome. Beyonce, you know, yeah. who had yes. two or three degrees, yes. you know, doing whatever she would have done had she not been doing music. Like, yeah. what would her friendships look like then? Because then now I have this very tight room of people and there's people on the outside that want to get in so bad and they're very much there could be people yeah that are amazing and that would add value and that would not even care about the fact that i'm beyonce but i can't take that risk but i can't take it right i can't open that door how do i fish through the sea of people who just want to be attached to me just because of who i am yeah. and so it's just like when i see people in the comment section of celebrities and and I think about how invested people get yes. into people's lives. The assumption of the space. The assumption, yes. Like I always think of like um Janae and Big Sean because individual I love their music individually. I love them to twenty twenty you know, twenty eighty eight. Like mm-hmm. I love all of their stuff. But I think about how much people got in their business when it came to their relationship. Yeah. And even like Michael B. Jordan, Lori Harvey, like people are deep deeply invested to see people pick apart a 24 year old young woman's dating life as if dating is not something we should do more of right we should we should have dated more exactly she's just showing y'all how it should be done because she's actually being dated yes and not settling just any sort of time being spent. Exactly. And all time being spent is not being courted or, or dated. Right. It's not. And so even, see, but see, even that ties into friendship in terms of like, like minds that matters, you know, kindred spirits that matters too, but also being in friendships where you get to be free and vulnerable, but also be checked with love. Mm-hmm. Like you deserve better than that. Yeah. Regardless of who you are. Regardless of who you are. You deserve better than that. And regardless of who who that person is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like having the space. I I just think that so many times, especially in my experience with friendships, I always felt either used Mm -hmm. or like I I had a yes man. And I'm a woman who really values authenticity. Mm -hmm. So having yes men annoys me when I feel like I'm always being agreed with. Yeah. That does nothing for my ego. Right. Right. It, it it doesn't feel good at all. Right. So I think, too, that's where we have to do a better job. And I'm saying we as a as a collective of being better friends to one another right. and allowing space for that. Right. Now, though, with that being said, black women friendship has a habit of weaponizing honesty to get your rocks off with trauma. Oh. And we see that a lot on um, our reality TV. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what they won't say. No, you lack tact. Yeah. Actually, and let's talk about that. Like yeah. we should be able to say, like, honesty. Sure, honesty is always welcome, but tact yeah. is a requirement. It's a requirement. Respect yeah. is a requirement, and that's not to say that a person needs to be handled, uh, like an infant. But I do think there's a level of, of delicacy and care that everyone should be handled with. Mm-hmm. And that is how a lot of my friendships ended with that quote unquote brutal honesty. I'm just telling you what you need to hear. And it's like, but did I need to hear that though? Or had you just been wanting to say it so much and it was relevant now? And did I need to hear it in that tone? Yeah. Because if this is something that was bothering you, this may, I may, whatever exhibit, whatever behavior is triggering you may be a behavior that I'm exhibiting because of something that I'm going through. And you as my friend, a lot of times, we know what these what people around us are going through. Yes. And whenever something happens where it could be a complete domino effect of yeah. whatever is triggering them, they somehow trigger you and now you're triggered and now you feel some type of way and yes. now you're just triggering each other back and forth. Yeah. And it's just like, but as their friend, there should have been a moment where it was like, okay, I know for a fact that this is what this person is going through. Yeah. Do I take the time out to make this a big deal or do I chalk it up to the fact that you're my friend and thick and thin is thick and thin. Period. Period. You know, not to say that you should be abused, but at the same time, we know whenever people trigger, you know, say things, do things. And it's like, Oh, that was a direct, like whenever, whenever my friends are going through a breakup 
I always give them a way more space to kind of like if they which really doesn't happen that much yeah but if they kind of cut up a little bit it's like sis I know you got a lot going on yeah or you know when somebody loses a job or changes jobs or just very stressful stressful situations we're in the age where people are having kids yeah and kids them let me, kids, kids can be parasites they literally are <laughs> So, they feed off your body. Mm-hmm. So then they come out and they need so much. And it's like, especially for first time moms, all of a sudden, I don't have the ability to do what I wanted to do. Can I still be accepted by still, my friends? And then it's exactly when you're, when you're in a friend group and you're the first person to have a kid. Yeah. Or you want to get married and it's like, well, y'all, I have, a, I have a husband. Right. I can't. Right. And it's like, will I still be accepted? I'm, I can't. Just pop up on a Saturday and had a tequila shot at one like I used right. to. But right. could we sort of curtail our friendship to fit this new addition to right. my life? To my life, exactly. you know. And I think that's a part. That's another part of friendship that can be very scary and very intimidating because mm-hmm. it's like I'm afraid to change because I'm afraid to lose my people. Right. But I think for me, the one thing that was very important to me um, within relationship was making sure that I was... This, to me, is one of the reasons why people need to be so intentional about who they date. Yes. Also, not just how they fit in your life, but how they fit in your life in relation to your friendships. Yes. Because if you already have a very solid friend group, and you can feel when you when somebody is going to be in your life for a very long time. You really can. You you don't need six months yeah, to know you it don't, either. Yeah, no, you don't. You can feel when somebody's going to be in your life for a very long time. And so it's just like if you have if you have this very full life and you know you're on the scene you and your girls and say you have the friend group where you guys travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Say you have the friend group where y'all go out a lot. Mhm. Or when y'all have a lot of nights in, mm-hmm. baby, you got to come in and sit down where it fits. There are a lot of women who will date men who don't like, you don't like your girl to be on the scene. Okay. Well, since you knew he didn't like the girls for you to be on the scene, why would you be with somebody if you love being on the scene? Right. If that's Cause there are men thing, out there who will date you Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we'll love to just see you walk out the door. Not to say that in a bad way, but they do your thing and come back. Yeah, Yeah, have fun. Be safe. Exactly. You want to be with a man who or a woman who's going to make you feel like, damn, I can still be myself. Yes, or damn, I love that they have. I heard something so profound the other day, and it made my heart smile. I was told it is so refreshing to see a woman with a full life outside of a a man. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they were like, I can tell that a man does not come in your life and stop no show. And that's the, but, but it took work to get there. Absolutely. And it's very recent. Right. You right. know, it's very, that's a very recent mindset. I was finally confident enough to adapt because I also had friends where I, I was so okay with not being around them. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I look, my friends are so damn fun. I'd right. be like. We got brunch, so, so I can't do that. You right. know, like I move a schedule around Absolutely. for that. So having a full life and seeing a man is just an addition to that completely shifted how much how I treat my friends, the friends I attract, and just how I show up in my friendships. Right. Which which is which then creates a lot of grace from my friends when I'm like, Oh y'all, I'm sorry, I can't, I have a date. Absolutely. It's cause it's such a balance. You yeah. have been intentional on creating balance in your life and it's necessary and i hate to see i've seen so many people get married and their life just completely slow down it stops yeah and or or you were in a situation where that may have been what your partner did but then all of a sudden like when kids are introduced understanding that like is this going to be a person that i can have be in a situation with where like the parenting is going to be equal Mm -hmm. because now if i can't go somewhere because i have to worry that if I leave my kids at home with my husband, they're going to be hanging off the top of the whatever, then that's a problem. It is. And I know that may not be something that you can pick up on if there's no kids involved at yeah. all. But for a lot of people, like you can kind of see how men interact with kids. Yeah. And you can just have that conversation of what does it look like to be a, not to be a parent in this, but what does it look like to be a dad? Do you, yes. are you watching your kids or are, are you, being a pit because you see so many women who 
they just they can't even enjoy a trip away. Uh, uh-uh, they gotta check their phone. They gotta. Did you feed him the? Did you give her the? Did you oh, do? Man. When and I'm it's at, like, are you? I'd be damned. I would. Mm-mm. I'd be damned if I had like to have a child with a person whom you worry about whether or not they can take care of themselves. Exactly. Let alone leave your child with that person for three to four days leave y'all's child with their other parent for three to four days and you worry if the child is going to eat properly right because then i've always thought about it like this whenever i start becoming a very and i'm kind of staring away but whenever i started becoming very intentional about dating Mm -hmm. if it had to be if i was dating someone and i we had a kid and i didn't make it out because mm-hmm. then I'm not there to come back and check on, you know what I mean? It's like, just y'all. If you, and especially when you start to talk about the statistics with black women mm-hmm. and, you know, the maternity, if you died on that table delivering that baby, would your baby have to go stay with your mama for the rest of their life? Because that, that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a reality for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And it's not even like uh, them being capable because, of course, a man in a situation like that will always, uh, they'll have a tribe. Mm-hmm. Like, people tend oh, yeah. to really make sure that they're taken care oh, of. Oh, yeah. But is it a situation where it's like, okay, no, no, so I'm going to have to come get this baby because I don't know what to do. Or is it going to be like, I just need to, maybe I'm moving with my mom for a little while to help me out. Yeah, to get started on this. To get started because yeah. this isn't, you know, this necessarily isn't how things go, but we're going to make it work. Right. Whatever it is, we're going to make it work. And that baby is going to live a full life. Yes. You know, with you being honored in it. But I, I would just hate for it to be a situation like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do next? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do next? What do I do next? And then they just make it out to be like, it's not something that they're capable of doing. With that being their child. Yeah. And so all of that to say that in having these friendships and picking the people around you, those are things that you have to take into consideration also. You do. Because you I, do. I know for a fact that if I were to have a child and something were to happen to me, like, that baby would be taken care of for life. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I would yeah. never, ever have to ever be in heaven wondering, like, well, who gonna comb the baby's hair today? Nope. <laughs> you gonna learn. We not your mama. <laughs> But we gonna learn. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I also feel like too, in at least in my life, my friendships have always reflect reflected my romantic relationships and vice versa. Mm. If I was going through a tough time in my friendships, I was also going through a tough time in my romantic mm. relationships. Mm-hmm. But if I was having fruitful friendships, I attracted more fruitful people. Yeah, I attracted more fruitful men. Yeah, like you know. I've been in dating situations where I attracted a man while I was in a tumultuous, chaotic thing with a, with friends. And it would be like, I would then attach myself to the man to create some sort of peace yes. for me or seek refuge in him. Oh, wow. Absolutely. And no longer just don't even deal with the friendship. And, and then, then like- don't even do the proper homework I needed to do on this man. That is so, yes, absolutely. 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 Because you end up being that friend where they'll be like, well, where, where you where you been at? Yeah. You haven't hit us up. You haven't. I've definitely been in that situation. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where you're unloading everything about those friendships to that partner. Yes. So then when you go back to those partners, those partners are looking at the, it's, it's hard for them to even connect with them. And then all of a sudden, they don't like each other. Yep. And a lot of times, it's like, and, and, and vice versa too. Like, if you're having a bad time in your relationship, and it's just like this this, it's this bad energy. Because like, now, I don't like him. Right. Because now you have, like, these friendships where, like, the friendship is toxic. And you're in a toxic relationship, don't nobody like each other. So now it's toxic. Just toxic energy. Just toxic. Everywhere. <laughs> But that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens. But that's how it shows itself. And yeah. you have to be present enough to catch that. Yeah. You you have to. I'm 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 glad we figured it. That we're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think friendship ever 
I don't think you ever stop working at it, just like you never stop working at your marriage, just right. like you never stop being a parent. I think you're forever figuring out what kind of friend you want to be. I just think that it requires a lot of flexibility, a lot of vulnerability, and just people around you being willing to let you grow. Right. Because I've had that happen, you know, where it was like, well, you used to, and it's like, but we not 20 no more. Right. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Right. It's like, since when you get so sensitive, it's like, well, I've always been sensitive. I just had a, a huge disregard for myself. So you thought I could handle anything. Right. But I couldn't. Right. And now I'm more willing to be honest about it. And now you don't like the new boundaries that are being set. And so here we are. And then respecting boundaries and seeing it for what it is. Like earlier today when we were talking about yeah. the text message. Yeah. And Chastity had, we were trying to set the time to film um, this podcast and mm-hmm. we were schedule wise we thought one thing was going to work and Chastity was like no that's not going to work so here's what we can do and it was just like I was like I love this I love the fact that we can just be real and not be like okay like I'm going to say yes but I really don't want to do it but I will yeah. wait for you to cancel and you can see all the memes about like Ooh, when this person cancels and when I yes, and it's like okay, you love when they cancel the meeting. Then where were the boundaries and making sure that that worked for you? Yeah, I mean, of course, with work you can't do nothing about that. But when in friendships, you should be able to say, "I'm not in the headspace for this right now." Oh, I don't want to do. Or I don't. I just don't want to do it. Like this would be too much for me, and I'm not going to be able to do it and not lie. Because how many times have we been in a situation? It's like, sis, that ain't what it is. But okay. I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> I'm gonna let you do you. You know, because sometimes in in I when I was younger, I used to do that a lot when it came to men. Yeah. Like it would be like a, oh, you wanna do what? So Netflix and what? All right, so sis, listen, I know we had this plan for the bar, but, but we ain't going we ain't doing that. I can't do that anymore. I can't, yeah, I cannot. Like, I literally I can. put it in my calendar and be like, oh, that day blocked off. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. Like especially with this friendship group. I don't cancel nothing for nothing. Like, the only reason why I could ever just be like, of course I'll cancel if I don't feel like it. But whenever, like, when men start coming into the pool, oh, uh, mm-mm. Like. Oh, I'm going to the happy hour. Right. So, and it's almost to a point where we don't double book. Right. You're to get in where you fit in. Like, mm-mm. I remember, because at the beginning of when this friend, this friend group was forming, um, and there are five, mm-hmm. five of us in this friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, Chastity kind of came in on the back end, but everybody else, it was pretty much like one night that we all went out mm-hmm. and then we just never stopped hanging out. Yeah. And so, because the way, even the way that that group chat was formed, that group chat was formed because we were all trying to meet in one place Yeah. and I was texting this person and I was texting that person and I was like, all right. Let me just put everybody in one text message. Yeah. That's how that group chat was even started. Wow. And so um, to see it kind of bloom into where it's at. Yeah. But whenever that was starting, that was the beginning of the relationship that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. And he had to like, it was probably because he and I started talking in May. That group, we kind of started forming like in August. Mm-hmm. So things shifted because now, oh, well, I'm not as available as I was before mm-hmm. because now I have this friend group and I really, really like it here. Yeah. And I'm just not going to budge on this. Like, yes, it's yes. not even, I can't even really, you know, and even seeing the, the interaction on, you know, with you and your partner of just yeah him just coming over, talking for a little while. And then he just went back to He's his car. If there's no expectation, there's no him just being like, hey, come here real quick. And pulling you. He didn't pull you away from the group. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing. It was very much come over. Hey, how are you guys doing? Introduction. This yeah. is boom, bam. And then he was about his way. Yeah. And so it's boundaries like that of just being able to be in, a, be in a partnership with somebody who views your friendships as important. Yes. And respects the space of it. Yes. And that's super important and, also. But, and expects for you to show up for that friendship. It expects for you to have friends. Yes. And hold you accountable because there are times mm. whenever within my partnership, I'll be like, nah, I'm not dealing with that. And he's like, you need to deal with that. Yeah. You need to say something yeah. because for you to just kind of allow that to just hang and linger and let those feelings linger 
you know how you are, you know how you get, because yeah. I'm a, I'm the type of person to where if something really, really hurts my feelings, I'm like, I got to calm down first. Like I kind of, yeah. and sometimes it'll kind of like build up a little bit, yeah. but I don't want to go in with my emotions first. And That's it takes a while good. for me to put them, lay them out instead yeah. of having them stacked up. Yeah. And sense. so having somebody who holds you accountable is important also. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. So how do you feel about this conversation? I love it. As always. We get to, we really could talk for hours, especially when we talk about friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that's the bulk of our conversations. But I think that I really wanted to, ha- to have this conversation as the first episode because, you know, you are my friend. Yeah. Like, you know, and... Our friendship is so substantive. Absolutely. You know, like we have, even within our friend group, like we have that connection where it's like, oh, we go deep. Yeah. You know, so it's, I thought that this was the perfect conversation for that. And also just to make you a co-host for a show called Soul Sessions. Like Mm -hmm. that matters because that's essentially what we had. Yes. And y'all like. Janasia and I, every time we finish talking, we be like, dang, we should have recorded this. Yes. It's every time. <laughs> every time. So it, it just made sense. And I really hope that people enjoy this chemistry. Right. Which I mean, it's no, co- no coincidence that the episodes that you guessed on were like my highest ones. Because people were like, man, y'all really talked about this and this. Or, you know, y'all really have great conversations. So I'm glad well, you said yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm just excited about just the journey of this mm-hmm. and because it it creates more space for yeah. me for both of us because yes. this was something that you were doing before and it just creates more space for us to um to build <laughs> and talk because we don't talk often janaysia's a bad texter i am i am a horrible texter janaysia leaves in the middle of the conversation you'd be like i really wanted you to answer that question <laughs> i am i am and i really have to just be i have to be more intentional a lot of it comes from my job though yeah because i have people contacting me all the time and i'm just like Ooh, it, it doesn't even make talking fun yeah because i have you to talk, talk all day, all day. And it's not even like I'm saying the same script. It's people will sit in my chair and be like, "Girl, it's don't let the don't let the salon be empty." <sighs> Girl, I'm so glad the salon is empty. They're bearing their soul, bearing their soul, which of course I appreciate because any space for a woman to be able to do that and not feel judged is very very important. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it weighs you out, like it it weighs you down, and yeah. you just have to. Because like, where does your stuff breathe. go? Exactly. And then sometimes I just don't even. I just lay down. Like I could really text her. But I just, you know, lay down. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you a business phone. That's what we need. Okay. Well, we just wrapped up yes. the first episode. And so to y'all listening, I really want y'all's feedback on this, on how you feel about having a co-host period. But also what you, what you think about Janasia and I as, you know, as co-hosts and what you would like to see from us. We're building this show out. So, of course, the first season was just an introduction to Soul Sessions as a concept, but I would like more segments, you know, so if you want us to tackle different conversations, um, you know, touch on different types of information, whether, you know, we do a little hair piece or, you know, we, we talk about music more, we talk about other things that sort of lighten the mood, we can do that. So I appreciate y'all listening and... I'm going to put all of our Instagram, Twitter, and everything in the link. And then we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.